Welcome back. Thank you for checking out this edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. And on this episode, we are going back. How far back, you ask? <laughs> We're taking it back 30 years. On September 22nd, 1992, Redman dropped his debut album. And it was called What? the album and we're going to talk about it we're going to break the songs down we're going to talk about the production everything our thoughts on the album maybe if our thoughts have changed and you see who's here he's back in the building my man e eclectic is in the house e what up baby what's up everybody it's eclectic aka eclectic gadget uh aka super click lover aka how to roll a click <laughs> how to roll a click click good man um, listen, uh, I'm, I'm doing great. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be on the podcast. Anytime I'm on the podcast is a good time. Mm -hmm. Um, people get to hear good hip hop content or whatever we're talking about. And, mm -hmm. um, uh, as a wise man once said, um, the, the, the ladies love me. The girls adore me. I mean, even the ones that's never saw me. Yeah, because none of them have seen you. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, man, we're taking it back. Red Man's debut album. Again, the album dropped September 22nd, 1992. Damn, E, man, it doesn't feel like it's been 30 years since this album came out. But um, I know I have my memories, and, and we'll jump into that in just a second, man. But, but as we get started, man, I just wanted to know, like, where were you when this album came out, and what was your first? Born, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> we know better. <laughs> Jesus, I might have been a six pack when this came out. I don't even know. So, where were you? I and was, um, I was blockbuster and chill when this came. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> no, um, um, I, I think I think um, this is definitely high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is definitely high school. Um, listen, this is this is the time where hip hop was in its little crazy transition where everybody was getting something off um, because you had this album that came out. You also had the Chronic that came out the same year, mm -hmm. and then you had like the UGK's Hard to Swallow came out the same year. So some of everything was coming out mm -hmm. and. Oh, and shouts to the fabulous Chiali came out too. <laughs> shout um, out to Chiali, man, Coolie Coyote. So uh, it's um, so yeah, I was I, I was chilling. I, I still had my backpack on. I still had on my 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 fake Tommy Hill uh, <laughs> the duckhead joints. I had the duckhead, the fake. Shout Tommy out to the duckheads. And um, and and so it was this this was a, a interesting time in hip hop. You had the you know what you know what this time in hip hop was? This is when a lot of people, unfortunately, but I don't know if you're gonna agree with me, but this mm -hmm. this year, unfortunately, is when a lot of people that liked rap music chose a side. Mm. This is when they okay. decided, you know what? I'ma go. Let's see, Redman came out, EPMD Business Never Personal came out, uh, Real to Real came out. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go this way. 
and listen to them. Or, well, Chronic came out, DJ Quicks, mm-hmm. Way Too Funky came out, and and the uh, Predator came out. I'm gonna go this way. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times after this year, a lot of people never went back. Mm. So that's that's a good point, man. And and you you actually going where I was going with my next question. It it definitely changed things. Um, you mentioned the chronic. The chronic came out in December of 1992, and you know that was a seminal moment for hip hop at the time. And and we talked on your podcast, uh, actually quite a few podcasts on your podcast where we talked about you know some of the shifts that happened in hip hop. And 1992 was definitely a year of a shift and or we were moving into a shift, if you will, into the end of 92, because like I said, uh, Chronic came out December 92 and then you go into 93 and the albums that come out. But this album right here, I think in what you guys listening, you, you'll realize like this album in 1992 stood out. Like, there's no doubt about it. And I don't even know E's opinion on it, but we're going to get to his opinion in just a second. But, um, yeah, this, this, you're right. In, in some ways, you know, a, a certain line in the sand was drawn. Hip hop was becoming bigger. It was going from being rap to hip hop. And, um, you know, it wasn't as commercial at the time, but we saw a shift as far as what, you know, cats were rapping about. So I argue um, it went from hip hop to rap. Okay. Well, you know what? You could make a case for that, really, because, you know, we were <laughs> getting rid of the medallions and and, uh, you know, the Afro Afrocentric uh, ideas or ideology sometimes in hip hop. And, uh, you know, it cats just started rapping, you know, and then the lyricism, you can make a case that some of the lyricism uh, kind of waned a little bit in certain pockets of hip hop. So, you know, you, I, I agree with you on that point. Um what if you can remember okay so you said you were in high school this album i I was wrapping it up (laughs) yeah this album for me i was a you were a junior you were a senior in college (laughs) and it was your seventh year sir i was my this is my redshirt freshman year at south carolina state university and um so it came out second oh no i take that back no, it's my sophomore year. You're right. It's my 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 red shirt. Well, you are very old. Red shirt freshman, sophomore year, whatever you want to call it. I always use football terms. Um, but yeah, man, I remember when this album came out. E, the first thing that I think of is the dorm because all my boys had this album, and it got a lot of airplay and every you know. And then you you would have you know how it is on college, especially black college campus. Uh, you'd be walking to class and you hear it bumping. And I think because of the, the production, which we'll get into a little later, the production really made it, you know, cats who had uh, nice systems in their cars, they would bump it, you know, loudly on campus. But um, yeah, that's that's my first memory of this album. Uh, it always takes me back to uh, the dorm life at, at South Carolina State University. Um so do you remember like when you got the album, what your first thoughts were, um, you know, if you can think back that far to like how it kind of like impacted you, if you will, when you when you heard it for the first couple of times. Impacted me. Barbara Walters. Um, <laughs> how did uh, how did you feel? Yeah, Jesus. Um, 
I was looking forward to the um, album because as anyone who's listened to me on this show or my show knows that I'm a huge EPMD fan. Mm -hmm. And so anybody that's down with EPMD, I like. Thanks. Um, So um, my introduction was obviously a couple of verses on um, um, EPMD's joint. Mm-hmm. And then um, the videos. <clears throat> so you, you saw the videos for Red Man before the album dropped. And um, it's just the album itself was almost, almost like if I had an EPMD solo album. Mm-hmm plus some young hungry dude that's just rapping about whatever he wants to Thanks. like and well i'm i'm assuming we're going to get into it when we break mm-hmm. down the songs but it's it, it was just um when redman came out there was nothing like redman and um i i think then and maybe a couple of years after that, Redman was truly an underrated MC. I don't know if I can call him underrated now, but the things that he was doing and the things that he's done in hip hop, a lot of people haven't done. Mm-hmm. And I think it goes overlooked, but this album itself was crazy. Um, it was different. It was, um, he had very various um this, the thing about this album was he talked about a lot of different things, but it was still cohesive mm-hmm. and it still followed the same theme. It was all funk. Yes. And he's And he said funk at least 7,000 times. <laughs> Easily. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I agree with you. I, um, My first memories of, I, I actually do remember going to purchase the album, um, Got out of practice at uh, football practice and went up, you know, got him a call. My boy, we went up to the Prince of Orange Mall and I bought the album. I bought CD, I should say. And um, yeah, man, I just this was one that, you know, I I can't even really say it was highly anticipated. But, you know, to your point, Redman was somebody who was down with EPMD. And, you know, you and I both come from an era like if somebody was down with somebody, then that was the automatic cosign. So, like, if somebody in their crew dropped the album, you was going to cop it because if nothing else, you knew that they were going to be on the album. I I don't think I knew going into purchasing the album that E-Double, Eric Sermon, would produce, you know, the album. I, I don't think I knew that going into it. Well, you also, around this time, wouldn't have cared. No, no. Hell no. <laughs> no, we <laughs> a little known fact, folks. Back then, it didn't matter who produced it. It could have been Jesus on the drums. We wouldn't have cared. Like all you wanted to do was hear whoever you you bought. You wanted to hear him get busy. And I figured that you know, since he was down with EPMD, EPMD was going to appear on a song or two. But that's about it. I didn't think I didn't know about any other type of you know, involvement that Eric Sermon would have. And I was blown away once I, you know, sat down to listen to it. And I, I said it on previous podcasts before, like sometimes I will listen to an album, particularly the first time I listened to it, especially back then. And I might not like it. Like it'll take take a while, take a couple of spins before I kind of warm up to the songs. Like I just remember liking this instantly. Like, oh shit, I got to go back to that. Oh, what was that track? Like 
it was crazy, man. And this one stayed in my rotation forever. <laughs> it stayed in my rotation forever. Um, as far as the production, obviously, Eric Sermon, you know, crushed it. Um, looking back on it now, is it as good sonically? As, oh, I, you know, what, let me take that. Do you enjoy it? sonically as much as you did back then um that was a question yeah yeah um more <laughs> i i enjoyed more now mm -hmm. than i did when it even when it came out um I, um i guess back then so i've never been a mm -hmm. huge beat guy my entire life of hip hop, I've been a words guy. I, mm -hmm. People that I enjoy could release a cappella album and I'd enjoy it. Um, mm -hmm. Or they use the same same beat <laughs> throughout the album. <laughs> so um, a lot of the things though done on this album um, was new. Um, and back then, you're listening and I'm well me. I'm listening. I'm listening to what he's saying. And mm -hmm. I, I I enjoy the tracks. I enjoy the scratch and DJ Scratch did some shit on there. Um, and I I enjoy the funk samples. But that's just the backdrop. And so now when I'm listening, if you know I'll catch a I'll catch a different part of a sample where I catch something that's like, all right, that's 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 really dope. I remember really liking this song and now I hear that. And unfortunately and unfairly, I compare it to some of the stuff I'll hear coming out now. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's not fair. Like, geez, that's. You know, <laughs> you know. I mean, it, it is so it is so vastly different than the music of today. But the the key word that you just mentioned that I want to touch on is funk. I mean, like this is a funky ass album from start to finish, and I think you know, much like you, like I was. I'm, I, I've always been about words. So even now when, you know, people talk about, oh, man, did you hear such and such album? And the first thing they start talking about is the production. That kind of tunes me out because, like, I've never I listen for the words. And then, like, after a couple of listens, I'll, I'll hear the music. I don't necessarily hear the music when, you know, especially when I'm listening to it for the first couple of spins. But this album right here, man, it was just it it was it was so funky like you couldn't even you couldn't even bypass that part of the, the music and the structure of the songs but yeah, his word his wordplay was crazy i mean if you could just go through um the album he has isaac hayes mary mm -hmm. jane girl samples george clinton samples um five uh five stair steps there's some mm -hmm. bill withers on there maceo's on there um he got obviously Rise to the Top, Kenny Burke is on there. Mm -hmm. um, how James, um, uh, Jam for You has a. If if you listen yes. to it and you can you can tell it had has Square Biz sampled in there by uh, Tina Marie. Mm. Um, a lot of a lot of P Funk is in it. A lot of P Funk. Uh, Flashlight, Parliament, Zap. So it no, nah, it's very it's very funky. He got he got a Kraftwerk sample. So yeah. Yeah, and, and that's the thing that you know always impressed upon me about this album. Uh, Eric Sermon 
he's probably taken you know let's let's just use parliament for for example he's probably taken every song that they've made and he's managed to put it in so many different songs not just on his albums epmd albums um and obviously red man album but like i'm amazed at how he's able to take some of these bits and pieces of these songs like you said supreme funk samples um and that's one of the standout things about this album obviously is the production but you know don't get it twisted like you mentioned earlier man red man is saying stuff at this particular time in 1992 that we hadn't heard before and the, the wordplay and you know the wittiness and just funny like he had some like just funny and then he's got skits on here uh this album I, i'll be honest e, i had not because I, I, I you know I, obviously when, when we get ready to do these reviews I always make sure that I go back and listen to the album. And it's not that I haven't heard this album. I've heard this album a gazillion times. But I had not listened to this album in its entirety. I mean, like, there's songs that I, you know, appear on playlists and stuff like that that I have. But I had not listened to this album in its entirety probably in about a year. And so a couple of weeks ago when I started, you know, going back and I was listening, I knew this album review was coming up. I was like, okay, so let me start listening to this album. Man, I forgot how much I love this album. I mean, like, start to finish. Like, there's no, for me, there's no skips. Uh, and we'll, you know, we'll get into what we rank the albums a little later. But I just, I it it kind of hit me after the first time that I heard it in its entirety in over a year. I was like, damn, I forgot how much I love this album. And there's certain songs that take me back to certain moments at South Carolina State University. And um, this, this, I mean, it, it's, it, this is an incredible and this is his first album this is his first album reggie noble red man is would you could we call him a relative unknown at the time that the album came out no you wouldn't call him around because i didn't i mean i knew he was down with them but i didn't know him like that no. i don't even know if i'd heard something from him oh you oh, he, he heard hardcore <sighs> i forgot hardcore <laughs> You know what, man? The time kind of runs together. So I forgot hardcore came out before. Okay, you're right. So that no, I did, I did. But it, you know, it was, it still was like he wasn't as known as you know he obviously is after the album drops. But no, you're right. Hardcore was out. I take I take that back. So I did know about him. Obviously, that's one of the reasons why I got the album. But um, man, I just like I said, man, it, it's it's amazing. I just I really really love this album, and I remember. Like I said, just going back and listening to it and just it just reminded me of so many times back in 1992. Um, the singles that were released, Blow Your Mind, which was released August 25th, 1992. So it came out shortly before the album um, and that had a video. Um, um, only, um, you also you also had you also heard Headbanger before what the album came out. Headbanger was man. My timeline is my head is messed up. Headbanger was out. I thought Headbanger was 93. Hardcore, hardcore was on business as usual which came out in 1990 okay and then then head was on business never personal which came out in 92 but that came out in the summer summer okay see and well, i think we... um, what the album came out um in like the fall yeah september yeah so yeah okay so you yeah. you heard hardcore uh two years prior then you heard <laughs> then you saw them on you saw the video for headbanger Nah, I, I wouldn't say a relative unknown, no. Okay. Well, see, that's why I got you on here. You you remind me of shit that I forgot. So yeah. um, then time for some action. 
which was released January 12, 1993, and Tonight's the Night, which was released May 4th, 1993. Those are the three singles that were released. This album, critically acclaimed, um, not that we care about how many records <laughs> records were sold, but um, this album eventually went gold and uh, sold, like, I think, total of, like, 600, almost 700,000 out, 700,000 physical copies, folks. This is where you had to, as I mentioned earlier, go into the store and purchase it. You didn't just, you know, roll out of bed and touch your phone and <laughs> download songs. Um, but it was critically acclaimed, um, highly praised. Uh, this was a, a stellar moment for Redman. Um, so let's get into the tracks, man. The album starts off <laughs> track one, the Psycho Ward, where we get introduced to Dr. Travis, man. What was what were your thoughts on Psycho Ward? Um, well, at the time, it was like, oh, this this guy is crazy, but let's see where this goes. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, at this time, we don't know that it's going to be a reoccurring thing. We no. don't know anything about anything. It's the first track, the first thing you hear. So it's just, it's like, okay, well, let me let this play out. <laughs> yes, yes. Then track two, we get to single that I just mentioned, Time for Some Action. Man, oh my gosh, I love this joint. What were your thoughts on uh, Time for Some Action? Um, Time for Some Action was dope. Um, one, they used the, um, the, the, how it could just kill a man mm -hmm. joint. It came, <laughs> it just came out like a year before. So, yes. so, so that was dope. The, the beat was crazy. Um, um, it had, it had the, the the zap sample. It had the the, the Mama said knock you out sample mm -hmm. in it. it. Had top billing. Had thriller. I mean, this, <laughs> this joint was crazy. Um, um, and the 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 lyrics. <laughs> I mean, time for some action. Is incredible. Um, uh, Tyson used it for his entrance. Yes, he did. Yes, he, for, he, he used it for interest. That song did a lot of work. I mean, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Time for Some Action. Same here. Same here, man. I, I he didn't even spell it right. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Time for Some Action. Uh, then we get to track three, The Funk. And it's aptly titled because the, oh my gosh, this beat is crazy. What did you think about the funk? The funk, the funk. So time for some action got you hype, mm -hmm. and yes, and and you 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 were figuring out what was going on. But the funk kind of set you set you up for what this album was going to be about. It got a little bit of uh, talking in the front, <laughs> talking to himself. Yes. Um, <laughs> The uh, uh, make make my funk the P funk joint is crazy, um, and it, it's not a long song. Mm -mm. It's only two minutes eighteen seconds, not long at all. But um, he 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 got busy on that joint. Yeah, he did. He really did. Uh, Mac we get twenty. To if I didn't subtract ten, <laughs> uh. then we get to track 
four, which is an interlude uh, news break. And I like this, even though it's only 38 seconds, but it, you know, gives you a clip of, uh, you know, talking about the uh, L.A. riots. And it's not, you know, it's not even really something that's political, but I like the way he just kind of threw that in there. I don't know if that was on him or, or uh, well, he actually is he's listed as as the producer for it. But I don't know whose idea that was, but it was it was I thought that was cool. I thought that was real cool. I did um, not. You didn't like that? No. See, all right. Here's the thing about this album. Okay. So we had track four. And mm-hmm. I'm not like you. I'm not uh, I'm not affluent. I doesn't I don't come from means. Oh, I don't I, have a lot of money. I, I had this I, I had a cassette tape. I didn't I didn't hop in a whip and go get a CD. I was a broke so college student. A, listen, you had a CD. So I had the cassette. <laughs> so I didn't have a track four. I had whatever came on next. <laughs> I had a rewind and a fast forward button. Okay. So my thing is this. I'm four songs in mm-hmm. and I already got two skits. Yep. Nah, man. Give me some, give me, not only am I four songs in, I got two skits. One of the songs was only like a minute and a half worth yeah. of rapping. So, nah, I need content. So, so spoiler alert. Um, I own this album. I have it in my, um, my, my my Apple Music mm-hmm. library and my Apple Music library proper. I only have the songs. I don't no, have a single skit. No, I don't have a single skit because for you. me, well, uh, I'm talking about me. Um, <laughs> the, those those two that we just said are skits. I don't want to hear that. In Los Angeles, I do say that. Anytime someone says in Los Angeles, I do say in Los Angeles. In Los Angeles, I, I 100% always say that. But um, but no, I I didn't. If that never existed, it would not have made me feel any kind of way. And and okay. and, and when I'm talking about skits, and when mm-hmm. we're not right now, it needs to bring something to that. Like if it didn't exist, if you never put on there, I wouldn't have been like, man, you know, it would have been nice if he had put something right there to break something up or so. It wasn't even like, oh, that was funny. It was it was just nothing. Hey, it, it was it, in I Los Angeles. I didn't need I feel you. I, I feel you. I, I don't I don't I don't feel the same way, but I, I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. Now track five is at least for me where I think things really kind of like you said, time for some action got you hyped. The funk was banging. For me, so rough featuring DJ Scratch. I think that's when the album, at least for me, changed. Like it just it started taking it to the next level. Um, I love this joint. I love how he starts with the Parliament um, funkadelic sample. You know, to start this start this on. What what did you think about uh so rough? This joint was super Eric Sermon. Yes, this was. Um, this is when he when he gets a hold of a dance floor. <laughs> um, it's 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 just ridiculous. Um, the the obviously DJ Scratch is going to be DJ Scratch, you mm-hmm. know. But um, the, but this joint when he gets dance floor, when Eric gets dance floor, he had dance floor, he had flashlight and. Um, more bounce to the ounce mm-hmm. on 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 that song, and um, yeah, this this 
<laughs> red, red man because you got the HIV. Because Eric already had his jaws down. <laughs> oh man. Like you said, I mean, who who says that in a song? He hit it first, and you know, before he could warn Eric, he's already he already had his pants down. Um, yeah, man, I, I love that joint, man. I lo- I love like I said, for me, I think that's when the album started really. I mean, not that it was it was off to a bad start, but it, it was really taking off at that point. Then we get to track six. Rated R. You got the um atomic dog sample. He's scratching in uh I mean excuse Rock me, him. Rock him and um Ice Cube. Man, I love this joint. This is one of my favorites on the album. What what did you think about really? uh yeah, yeah. I, I you know what he this was the first when I when I was playing it. The first couple of times, this is the first song that I started. You know how you, you find a song, you say, okay, let me keep going back to that song. I kept going back to Rated R. Okay. What you, would you think about it? I love I love the song just for the um the title Rated R and Red Man. Back then when you had like clever titles. His mm. <laughs> mother hit him with a left, then another left. <laughs> <laughs> um the um he 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 used the um the easy e joint mm-hmm. fuck uh drive by I walk by and I spray shit and the devil dropped him a level yes nah, yes nah, the song, play, song is super dope yeah man yeah shouts to the shouts to the twins and the um pet custom posse mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. shout out to them uh then we get to track seven watch your nuggets wait a minute before you go back to watch okay. your nuggets go ahead um, on rated R, he um, he he fought all of the um, the horror characters. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he fought Chucky. He fought what is it? Uh, Snapped Jay- the neck of Michael Myers because it was yeah. August and he was talking some trick or treat shit. <sighs> and Jason so rocks up the block. And <laughs> so I just wanted to mention that. Oh yeah, I yeah I'm glad you did, man. Because that that again, clever wordplay, funny. You know it. Like he said at the beginning, you weren't really getting a lot of this on a hip hop album. I mean, maybe a song, maybe, but not at this particular time, again, this was something that, that was new. This is something that was refreshing, and it was on top of these funky ass beats, you know. So that that's what made it even more special. Uh, then we get to track seven, Watch Your Nuggets, featuring Eric Sermon and Charlie Murata. Um, listen. My friend over here is a huge EPMD fan. I am a huge <laughs> EPMD fan, but I'm not as big a fan as this guy over here. Um, but I, by this time, E, I'm loving the fact that we get a chance to hear Eric Sermon rhyming with, with Redman. I, that part right there really did it for me. So I'm seven tracks in, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this shit is incredible. <laughs> What do you think about watching Nuggets? Iconic song. We got yes. we we got a, we got our first hey. Yes. <laughs> we got hey, hey man. Yes. You know, shout outs to uh Temptations by Tupac. Mm-hmm. Yep. When they got when they got Temptations by Tupac without that. Nope. So I mean, it's probably my favorite atomic dog sample. <laughs> 
How many then times it, has he sampled of Atomic Dog? Oh my and god! Then, you know, also to um, help you with your timeline, mm-hmm. this song he scratched in, um, fucking um, Rampage, the Slow yes. Down Baby. Yes, he so did. It came after. Let me see. This album clearly came after that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that and that that and that album, um, but uh, this 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 song is crazy. Yeah, I, I love it, man. I love it. And like you said, he was, Eric Sermon was, I, I'm not going to say he was slept on, but I don't think like he got the recognition nationally that he should have gotten, particularly for the, his production on this particular album, because it is it is crazy. And again, it's not that the production was the single focus of what you were listening to, because again, like me and he said, we listen to the words. So Redman is killing it. He's killing it with these bars. And this is all over a some funky ass beats, man. So that makes it even better for the listener. And you know, I wish well, I'm not gonna say I wish that we had music like that because we'll never have music like that again. Um, <laughs> Here we get to track eight, uh Psycho Dub, which is more of an interlude. Um, another thing that was unneeded. Well, you know what? looking back on it now like you mentioned a little earlier i can see what how and why they did it because he used a lot of this you know going into the next and i don't know that he necessarily did it like that for the next album dear is the dark side but um I, you know i didn't mind but you know like you said i had to see these so. <laughs> so so i didn't have to i didn't have to sit there and listen to it if i didn't want to exactly um the next track jam for you um, come on man i just wanted to jam for you come on man oh man what did you think about jam for you um jam for you is crazy the um scratching of uh tina marie on yes. the square biz everybody, everybody get everybody up everybody get up <laughs> that joint um and the the, the beat the 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 tracks on these are what everybody would want to freestyle over. Yes, yes, easily, or attempt to freestyle over. <laughs> and he gave us the um, the freeze now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. This man. this this sounds crazy. Yeah, I, I love it. I love it. Then we get the track ten, uh, the aforementioned "Blow Your Mind." Um, which, like I mentioned a little earlier, was a single. Man, we're, we're 10 tracks in, you know, minus the skits. And this one right here was like, come on, man. Like, what, what, is, what are we doing? This is, this is Redman. This is vintage Redman. I'm, I'm, by this time, my head is like exploding because I'm not, I'm not stopping this album at any point other than just to hit the rewind. Um, what do you think about Blow Your Mind? Um, one, see, this is, this is what EPMD, Eric Sermon, and I guess you can roll Redman into this. Don't get, they changed the mm-hmm. sample game. Yes. This song samples outstanding by the cat pen. Yes. Nobody did that. Nobody. Nobody did that. And you mix that with Payback by James Brown, but that on, outstanding and the fact that he did that and then on the remix even 
this also shadows to people like me, not Kyle. Because <laughs> this song, he says, press rewind <laughs> if I have it blown your mind. Kyle, yeah. Kyle the CD. <laughs> he didn't say uh, click back to the track. Yeah, man. So, you had to press so rewind. Re um, kids, rewind was a thing that you had to do if you wanted to hear. <laughs> it definitely was again. a thing. <laughs> yeah, it was one thing. Um, but besides this, and watch me freaking in Korean. And he starts speaking <laughs> Korean. <laughs> and um, I remember, uh, so he has two different versions. So the the first version, he he tries to, and then he just forgets it. He messes it up. He forgets mm -hmm. it. Um, on the the remix, he kills it. Yes, that was it. Um, he said that one of the um, the girls in the office of Def Jam told him taught him how to say it. Oh wow! Um, yeah, she was Korean, <laughs> so she, <laughs> so so it's like real stuff that he's actually saying. Um, wow! But but this this song, I don't know, and I'm I'm gonna ask you. I'm not even gonna wait till we're done with this. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Blow your mind or time for some action. Damn. The spectacular, blackula, bus holes like Dracula, load on a course more ledger than Acura. I'ma say blow your mind. But that's tough though, because time for some action was I'm I'm a I don't and I think I may have told you this off air, but this if I did it was years ago. There is uh a hard drive and they on the hard drive it is a sample of where my my boy jay fresh sampled um the part where he said straight out of jersey and there was a song that <laughs> me and jay fresh were, <laughs> me and jay fresh were trying to make a song and i am actually rapping like four bars on the song and that's as far as we got and that's as far as my rap career went um I don't know where that hard drive is. And if it should ever surface somewhere, I will choke the life out of Jay Fresh. But um, yeah, man, I just I love I blow your mind was my shit, man. Mm. That was my shit. So yeah, that was that was my my uh <laughs> that little part was my foray into rapping and it we were just fucking around one night, just messing around. He had a he had a keyboard sampler and we had he had a beat. <laughs> we we were trying to make a hit. <laughs> well, yeah, if, they, if that song shows up somewhere, I'm going to kill him. It shouldn't, but I digress. Um, wait, wait, okay, so what do you say? Uh, blow your mind or time for some action? It ain't easy, right? Yeah, I don't know. I would say time for action because I get two different. I don't know. I don't know. They're they're um one B and one B for me as far as my favorite songs on this album. Okay, wow, wow, wow. They're not my favorite song, but okay. they're second. Okay, okay. Then we get to track eleven, hardcore. Um, to make their brothers act fools. Come on, man. Come on. So okay. Tell me this, and I know only you would know. 
and I hate to keep talking about the production, but this 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 beat is just like in my head. Did we hear this beat before? Well, this out this song came out before the. I mean the 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 song was on the EPMD. Um, okay, business as usual. Okay, so okay. so this is just his verse. His verse. This right. is just his verse from on uh, that and um this um it sampled um of course shouts to Ohio the Ohio players uh pride <laughs> and vanity okay and, look at you um, I mean I'm I'm gonna know my Ohio my Ohio players yeah, of course Jim um, City uh uh-uh. uh come on <laughs> um, so yeah you had that and and another thing that EPMD is so dope for doing they sampled themselves so yes. they sampled Strictly snapping necks from unfinished business. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, so that's the hardcore to make the brothers act fools. And mm-hmm. then um, I think it's a Curtis Mayfield or something in there too. But um, but yeah. So this is just his verse off of hardcore. Okay. From okay. unfinished business. Because I'm like, man, I I know why, and, and I'm glad. And again, you're helping me with my timeline because. For some reason, in my mind, all of this stuff kind of runs together. And folks, don't I don't want y'all to think like I'm crazy or something like that. But it's like, you know, in 1992, we didn't have, uh, we didn't have a whole bunch of technology. So like, you, no. it's hard to kind of chrono- chronologically put everything into place sometimes. Um, and in my mind, you know, this album came out at the same time with you know rest of the EPMD stuff. So. Um, Okay, so let me before I move to the next song, I got a question. Hmm. Maybe you can answer this, maybe you can't. Do Probably we know not. why Paris Smith isn't on the album? Um, I assume okay. that he was working with Das Effects. So this is mm. the thing. Um, when so basically when he, when all these people came out. PMD worked with Das Effects and really K Solo, and Eric was mentoring Redman. Redman stayed with Eric Sermon when they were doing this album. Mm-hmm. It's like slept on his floor and shit. So, mm-hmm. um, but even though Redman was Das Effects DJ when they would do perform live, but anyway, um, so I am going to assume he was he was doing his Das Effects thing. And um, Eric was doing this because if you if you notice, um, PMD is on Das Effects albums. Mm-hmm. Eric Sermon is not. Is not right. You see what I'm saying? So it was just meant to. before before the split, they were about to take over. because yeah. <laughs> they yeah. had they had their hands in, a, in like all the top rap acts. You know, so um, I don't know for certain, but I'm going to assume. That's what was going on. I think that's a pretty safe assumption. I really do. And that makes sense because like you said, when you said when you said that he wasn't on this album, I immediately when you said DOS Effects, I immediately thought, I was like, okay, well, and it, start, it started running through my head. I'm like, damn, was E double on DOS Effects album? And I'm like, no, he wasn't. You know, so no, that makes total sense. I, I I'm rolling with that that explanation. And and again, folks. Other than him being my boy, this is why he's on here because <laughs> he can answer shit like that. Because I probably not, I'm probably not asking anybody else that question. Because, um, because um, you got to think about it. Um, what what month? What month did what the album come out? September. September. 
Okay, because Dead Serious came out in April of the same year. Yep. So they had to be working on it, you know, around the same time. At the same time, right, right. Yeah, so. And, and you know, folks, one thing you have to keep in mind is that they, and, and we're assuming that they probably working on these two albums at the same time. They may or may not have been in the same city, but it's not a situation where you had the technology where you could, you know, mail something in or email something in. It You literally had to be in the studio. So, um, no, that's that's a great explanation. I'm rolling with that. I'm rolling with that. Um, then we get the track 12, Interlude, Funky Uncles. Uh, my, at least from what I can remember, my first introduction to Uncle Quilly. <laughs> <laughs> and Uncle Quilly had some choice words for Hammer. Oh, uh, yeah. That's what got, that, that's what got Red Man in trouble. Uh, did you like this kid? I, I loved it. I mean, when it came out, it was funny. Yeah, yeah. But then here's my thing with hip hop skits. Uh, spoiler alert for a future um, show mm-hmm. that you guys are going to hear. Mm-hmm. Once you hear the skit once, there's really there's there's very few skits that you need to hear again, um, unless you are li- showing it or playing it for somebody because they never heard it. Um, other than that, it's so when this first came out, very funny. Um, got hammering, I mean, got him in trouble with Hammer, mm-hmm. um, in which, um, so Uncle Quilly at the end is like, it's Hammer time, Quilly time, he ain't shit, mama ain't <laughs> shit, <laughs> you ain't shit. <laughs> um, and so, <sighs> so. Uh, did you did you know, Kyle, that uh, Hammer clapped back on on wax? That I did not know. I heard Redman's version uh, on YouTube about the, the trouble that you know he he ended up getting approached by Hammer and his. Oh, no, we're not talking about oh, that. No, I didn't. I didn't that. know Hammer. I didn't know Hammer. Um, I didn't know he clapped back on whistle. Well, and um, um, of course I know. Oh, I um, so yeah, you and, got all Hammer's albums. Listen. Son of the King was a dope song. <laughs> You're not gonna come in with that Son of the King shit, man. Son of the King, bring them. Let's get it started. Um, what's the shit? Here come the news. The, the funky, uh, pump it up. What about funky, funk, funky Head Hunter? Funky, nah. nah Pumps nah, in a bump. No, nah, no. Nah, nah. But but Amazon it was speed. Hammer Hammer has joints. Um, fucking. Uh, <sighs> Shout man, out three five seven. Uh, turn his mother out. Yes. Um, nah, he has some joints. But anyway, in 94, um, Hammer made a song. And you're going to remember when I tell you the name of the song. You're just not going to remember shit. But mm-hmm. he made a song on the Funky Head Hunter <laughs> called It's All Good. Yes. See? I remember that. Of course hey, you did. It's all and good. Look, listen, everybody was just shitting on him a couple of seconds ago. <laughs> uh-huh. Y'all ready for this? Uh-huh. <laughs> See, so you see, you see, he was shitting on, he was hey, shitting on, uh, I love him on, on, on the hammer on, on Kirk. <laughs> so, um, so on that song, first he, um, oh, he dissed, he dissed, um, he dissed Black Sheep. Okay. He said, um, Black Sheep, you're weak. No, Black, yeah, Black Sheep, you're weak, you're meek. You're trying to grow feet. I, I, listen, I don't. Um, 
But then, <laughs> but then yeah, that sounds like a cold test to me. <laughs> listen, anyway, I don't listen. I didn't write for um, clearly. But then, then he said, um, he said, um, talking about my mama's where I draw the line, red. Dancing with the corners of your dome, I'ma blow your mind. And then mm. he said, "Yeah, so yeah, he said some shit." Okay, yeah. you know, I, I, I don't think I got past learning the, um, the chorus of that song. Yeah, it's like uh, something like, "I don't feel like I'm a gangster, so you claim that I'm a sellout." When we meet up on the street, then we'll see who bail out, and it's all good. <laughs> Hey man, y'all can't sleep on Hammer, man. Hammer's. Oh no, no, don't know you get out. We need to have a Hammer appreciation podcast. I appreciate Hammer. I appreciate Hammer too. All right, man. Trust me, I don't want no smoke with Hammer. Hammer good with me. I, I did actually purchase the Please Hammer Don't Hurt Him cassette along with everybody else. And anybody else that came through that era that said that they didn't have that tape was a damn liar. Because if you listen to rap, you had it. My, my mother had it. I didn't okay, it was, well, it was in your house. <laughs> um, but yeah, good, good, I got good. Trouble. Yeah, good, good story right there with Hammer. Um, so then we get to track thirteen. Red Man meets Reggie Noble. This guy actually uses his government name, and he is rapping against himself. I, I man, listen, I love this joint, man. What, what did you think about this? Well, this is dope because one. This is back when, really, no bullshit. Very few rappers use it. When, listen, it's gonna sound like that I'm a I'm a shill and they're paying me, but they're not. But when EPMD came out, they were just like, "Yo, my name's Eric Sermon." Mm-hmm. Was like, so that's it, that's so you, <laughs> all right. Yeah, um, yeah. real name. Okay, I mean, first and last too. Just mm-hmm. you know, yeah. All, all right. People didn't do that. Almost, no. I can't even think of who did that. No, because I didn't know his. I didn't know Run was Joseph Simmons. I didn't know that until like ten years ago. <laughs> so, so, um, and his middle name's Ward. Yeah. Um, but um, so, so when he dropped this, we was like, "Well, damn!" If if you read the back of the cassette. Cover. <laughs> You're like, oh shit! Well, who's Reggie Noble? Who's he about to meet? I can't wait to listen to this song. Yep. And then you realize it's him. And um, ladies and gentlemen, this is way before Biggie stuck up people with himself. Yeah, because a lot of people were like, oh no, Biggie was the first to. No, he was. No, he wasn't. <laughs> Trust me, he was influenced by somebody. Yeah, like they said, um, I got a story to tell. Biggie was the first to do a story and then at the end recap the story to his boys. He wasn't. The first person to do that was Dana Dane on Delancey ah, Street. They don't but, do anything. But anywho, um, this <laughs> on, on top of us just finally meeting Reggie Noble, um, he we meet him because he he points out that Redman has some pussy on his face, on his mm-hmm. mouth. Yes, on his mouth. From jail. <laughs> so, <laughs> so my top lip don't crack jokes or pop mm-hmm. shit. Just get enough of my top lip. Or Richie, you get drop kicked. Yes. 
So it was crazy. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, man, I love that joint. I love that joint. And and ironically, it's produced by Reggie Noble. Uh, then we get to track 14, which spoiler alert, folks, is my favorite song on the album. I ain't mine too. Hey, yeah, I knew you were gonna say that tonight. My favorite tonight. Redman out, uh, song, period. Is it my favorite? You know what? It might be, it just might be off the top. Yeah, I'm thinking, yes, it probably is. Tonight's the night, man. Um, man, what can I say? This joint. Oh, you like I, this was the one that I just you know it stayed on repeat. Um, you know I didn't know who Hurricane G was, <laughs> but she told him get off that punk smooth shit. <laughs> but um, man, I, I absolutely love this song. Um, this I think is vintage Red Man again. Personally, because I I was so invested in this album, I would have liked to have seen this song blow up like everybody else was blowing up in, in hip-hop at the time and it was it was you know it did well because again it, it went gold and i mean if you go gold in 1992 and you're not you know on mtv you know in shiny suits or whatever like that or hammer pants you know i, I think that's a good thing you know so um what do you think about tonight's the night um again <laughs> a favorite redman song favorite song on this album um the way that he was rapping, and then the Hurricane G told him to cool out. Then, the, then the, he started rapping. But the um, a couple of things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tonight's night, and me and my niggas ain't playing. Ain't playing. That I, I love <laughs> the 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 um, what what was this shit? I do what type of evil that men do, like cursing up a window at a bitch and her friend too. too. <laughs> and then the the bum bum makes his speakers pop. Mm-hmm. But my favorite thing, well, besides, all right, my other favorite thing is in the the hook. They're just snapping on each other in the background. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes. They really are. So. <laughs> So that that alone, like no one ever did anything like that. No, no, not even close. Not even so, close. You nasty African, Mister Bojangles, <laughs> turn up shoes, <laughs> having ass. shoes, having ass. <laughs> but oh man, even though it's 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 trivial, but my favorite shit is like. I was just when I heard it, I was just like, "This is incredible!" Mm-hmm. But niggas fucked up by let me make an album to get on the mic and let my fucking style run. run. <laughs> and then the all night, I was like, "This is yes, incredible!" Yes. Shout out to the Mary Jane girls. He he, he run the <laughs> album with style. <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't know. And then and then. At the end, he wants to keep rapping. They they tell him, "Nah, man, the, the record's over. It's over. It's over, man. We're rapping." <laughs> oh man! Then we get track fifteen, "Blow Your Mind" remix. Yeah, where he yeah. actually gets the uh, Korean off. Mm-hmm. So that's that was a thing. Uh, then we get to track sixteen. I'm a bad word to the mother. What do you oh. think about that one, man? I love this joint. The. Re- <laughs> 
He gets mad. Wicked fuck around. Um, <laughs> the best shit. <laughs> Come on, shake, shake it. What's up, doubt? What's up, doubt? Wait, 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 what the that is, is hilarious. That is hilarious. And the reason why it's so funny to me is because by this time I'm listening to this um, where everybody is somebody. Oh, this guy. Um, <laughs> Grambling, Grambling State University. And so I'm down in Louisiana where every Southern, they call each other dog. <laughs> yeah, dog. You the, no, you the dog. No, but it was dog. <laughs> well, it might have been down down in Louisiana. As a so, state, at South Carolina State, we were our school mascot is the bulldog, so we call each other dog. So yeah. Oh well, th- this is for all you <laughs> punk pussy to show you I could do whatever fuck I want to do. Check this out. Shake it. Come on, shake it. Come on, shake it. What's up, doubt? What's up, doubt? <laughs> For no reason, in the middle of the song. In the middle of the song, and it just goes back to regular rapping. Yes, I love it. I love it. I, the first time that I heard it, I was like, "Man, what the fuck?" And I was like, "Oh, this shit is funny." And so, oh, like man. you, like you said earlier, like some of the stuff when you hear skits and stuff, maybe they're not as funny. You know, the fifty million time that you've heard it, but like I don't mind it. But that part right there, I'm laughing every time. Yeah, and I'm seeing some rap So I'm down. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So then we get to track 17, which is an interlude, Sest One Night. Uh, and that's only 49 seconds. Um, that was okay. I could, you know, I probably could have done it. Um, no, but um, the um, main source in the back, the, looking out the front door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, indeed. That. I remember that. Yes, indeed. Um, but yeah. I, I need it. And this, the reason why it's probably there is because it's a lead in, the perfect lead into the next song, which is my second favorite song on the album. Track 18, How to Roll a Blunt. <laughs> now, I will admit to y'all, as somebody who has never smoked marijuana before, I I don't even know. I can't even really explain why why I love Redman so much. But like he taught me, I feel like he taught me how to roll a blunt, and I've never rolled a blunt in my life, and I'm I'll probably never roll a blunt. But if I ever do, all I gotta do is do what Redman said, and we're straight. Oh man, what did you think about this one? Um, one, um, super dope use of um rising to the top. Yes, on the sample. Um, they sat for the WA um, uh, automobile on there. Um, what I the, the the memory I have about this is a very vivid memory. Is um, and um, let me see. Let me let me make sure I get this right. Uh, Drew Hall. I'm a Drew Hall baller. Uh, 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 room four hundred seven. <laughs> room four hundred seven. That was that was it. Uh, Drew Hall. Um, my next door neighbor, my next door, the dude that lived in 406, um, he was from Jersey. And um, multiple times a day, mm. he'd get ready to smoke one up. Mm-hmm. Every single time he played this song. 
And so when you heard that song, you knew he was rolling up and about to smoke. And I'm right next door. So it's just, I'm chilling, playing. Fuck, what am I, what I got at this time? A Genesis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you got I'm, the Genesis right now. I'm sitting up, ah, mad. What it, oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, shit. He about, to, he about to spark one. And he come over and we play. I don't smoke, but everybody I know smoke. So, you know. We just we just sit up and then you know we kick it. He leave, other people leave. But an hour later, oh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, so so yeah. Um, shouts to women, not one to uh, break they lee mm-hmm. they lee nails lee nails. Yeah, man, that that that's. It's a good, it's a feel good song, man. It's a song that, uh, you know, 10 bills for the get ill back when, yeah, I had a dime bag, a dime bag. <laughs> a I dime paid 10 bills for the get ill. Yep. A dime, a dime bag was a good time back then. And I mean, like I didn't, like I said, I didn't smoke weed, but all my, well, I ain't gonna say all, uh, quite a few of my te- teammates did. So I, and I was normally around them or in the room when they were smoking. And I mean, like I never buzzed off contact or nothing like that. I just, just being around them and and they you know playing that song man it just it brings back so many memories like i said this album always takes me back to the dorm uh at Bethay hall at uh, south carolina state university um next track track 11 excuse me track 19 damn uh super lover interview uh which is the lead in um to track 20 a day of superman lover now, my friend over here is, if you've been following, and you should be following and listening to his podcast, um, he's doing the top 50 story rhymes of all time. Um, at the time of this recording, I'm not sure what number he's at, but... 17. Okay. This, correct me if I'm wrong, this has not appeared on your list, correct? Mm, it has not. Okay. And um, technically... Technically, it's there, but technically, it's not. Okay. Because I'd be surprised if it doesn't make your list. It does, but it doesn't. Okay. Gotcha. And it will all be explained once we get to where we're okay. going. Okay. 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 So be on the lookout for that. But, um, man, <laughs> this takes me back, man. If for no other reason, it reminded me. And, and like I said, when I started, you know, going, when I started going back and listening to this album, it just reminded me of one how dope Redman is as far as a lyricist and and a storyteller, but just telling a story, having a beginning, a middle, and an end, and having some humor in it. I mean, like we don't, want, and and it's hard for me to compartmentalize and not talk about how music is now. But like nobody's doing anything like this, and this was thirty years ago. And it just, I'm, I don't, and I don't know. Maybe it's just me, me, me being nostalgic. I'd like to see people rap like this, because to me that's entertaining. Because yeah, he, we know Redman can spit. We know he, he can give you bars, but he can keep you entertained. You know, for three minutes and fifty seconds, which is what this song is. Um, I could go on and on about this particular song, man. What, what do you think about a day in the love, a day of Superman lover? Um. It's, it's it's this is crazy again going back to what i said before about epmd and eric sermon and some instances red men don't get credit the 
the Johnny Guitar Walker sample, mm. Superman Lover, that's been used and uh, 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 what's the 411 remix um, mm-hmm. and Afro Puffs by mm-hmm. Lady of Rage. Um, it's used in Predator. It's used in Nod Factor. Ghostface did just wrapped over the whole top of it in Super GFK. Um, I remember um, yeah, a lot of people. But um, this 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 was like really the first time somebody used it like this in hip hop. Now, before mm-hmm. I will say that um, uh, you wish you could by Special Ed used used the um, track too. I don't know why I remember all this stuff. But <laughs> you got me because I don't remember that. You wish you could, and um, um, it was in the background of Mister Hood on KMD in ninety one, but mm-hmm. ninety two. This is when they they, they killed it. Um, you're saving the kid in the tree is wishing he was watching Fritz from Channel 6 and relaxing <laughs> feet cocked up just a little with a hot cocktail and a bowl of tender vittles. Um, mm. But the thing that and I'm, I'm thinking about the list and why I include it, but I didn't include it. But the mm-hmm. dopest thing about the Superman Lover and the Superman Lovers that came behind it is some things that really didn't happen in music back then mm-hmm. the different beat break yeah so you listen to the whole song you you jam into the johnny guitar walker and then it breaks yeah and then you get a whole <laughs> another you get the um you get the payback totally. by james brown mm-hmm. yep. you get the you get the payback and it, it is it's just crazy how they did that yeah man a beat change in the middle of the song and the the dope thing about this song man super Lo- superman lover becomes and again this is on his debut album it becomes a track on i want to say damn near every album since then you know kind of like how epmd did with jane um so he had a, a you know he was going to throw that particular story rhyme in there every album and um he had I, a, I just um, i love it he had a superman Lover, um, all the way up until um, I want to say, did he have? Was I think the last one of last no, because Superman Level Five was on Malpractice. Okay. So what we're saying is he had um, six. No, six was on Red Gone Wild. I'm trying to. I'm I'm going through these in my head, so you got to bear mm-hmm. with me. Six was on. Go ahead. Wow. Then what you want after that? I think Reggie is the album came. I think that's where it stopped. Okay. I think he had one. Yeah, he had. Um, I think he went up to six. Yeah, yeah. But still, that's still impressive. That's still impressive that you would do that, and the story's got you know. And if you if you're familiar with Redman, you know the story's got more and more entertaining. Um, and you know, controversial <laughs> if you want. Uh, I mean, that's, that's, further. that's this is '92. Yeah, when this joint came out, um, uh, Superman Lover Six was on the 2007 album. <laughs> hmm. yeah. Look at that! Look at that! I mean, that that just speaks to you know his level of artistry and just being dope, man. I mean, again, crazy. 
Then we get to track 21, which is Encore, which is more of a musical interlude that takes us out all around the world for the funk. Um, this album... Yeah, I know. <laughs> it ain't over, motherfucker. This album is 51 minutes and 42 seconds. Uh, I mean, in case you haven't figured it out by now, <laughs> we both love this album. Um, this album, again... 30 years old it's 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 mind-boggling to believe i mean for me to believe that it's 30 years old and it still sounds at least to me it still sounds as fresh and as funky and as raw as it did in 1992 um if you were giving it a mic we got the old mic the old source mic system how many mics would you give this album then how many mics would you give this album now um then five okay now four and a half if this didn't have skits on it five <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. You know what? There's fair. no song that features lyrics mm-hmm. on this that album skip. that is bad. Mm-hmm. That I is agree. even just aight. So, if it didn't have the, I would. If it didn't have the skits, I'd say this was a flawless album. But mm. it has skits, and you cannot have a flawless album with skits. Uh, spoiler mm. alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! <laughs> Yeah, man. And this actually got four and a half mics out of the source uh, when it came out. And, you know, to be honest, a lot of people thought it should have been five. Uh, When it came out, five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Then (sighs) Damn. It ain't over, motherfucker. Um, (laughs) Then I, I probably give it four and a half then. Um, Man, I give it four and a half now, but it's close. I, I mean, to the point where I think if, if like if you said no, it's a five mic album. I'm not arguing with anybody that says it's a five mic album. I okay. will, I will argue with you if you say it's a four mic album because I don't think that's, I don't think that is. Never, never mind all of that. Mm-hmm. Here's my question: mm-hmm. Is it a classic? A timeless classic. Shout out to my boy B Cox um, from the Vault Classic uh, from the Bears. Podcast. <laughs> no, no, not no, not B Cox from the Bears. Um, but they on his podcast they talk about you know albums being classics, timeless classics, and a classic in its time. I think it's probably more of a classic in its time than it is an all time classic because if it's an all time classic, then it, I. I have to kind of figure out where I'm putting it with, you know, Paid in Full and Illmatic and, you know, all of those other albums. But it's right there, E. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. It, it is literally right there. And I'm not just saying it because I I love the album and I love Redman. I'm saying it because this is a this album has not aged whatsoever. It is. To your point that you mentioned a little earlier. It's an album that I could listen to 
Redman rap acapella, or I could listen to the instrumental and be good. It's it's just that dope. Lyrically and production wise, it's it's just that dope. So I I'd say it's a classic in its time. It's not an all time classic. If you said it was an all time classic, I'm you get no argument for me. What do you say? I'm leaning towards timeless. Okay. Um. Um. If it didn't have skits, <laughs> slam dunk. Right. Maybe um, a part of this is um, because again, the version that I have doesn't mm-hmm. have the skits, right. and I listen to I listen to this album a lot. Um. The the thing is, this album, listening to it. Mm-hmm. What else skits is a more enjoyable lesson than Elmatic. Mm. I, I didn't get I didn't get on here on uh, Hong Kong Fui's internet to say that what the album is better than Elmatic. Right. You said more, not, more enjoyable. It's right. a more enjoyable. I'm gonna listen to it. I'm gonna I'm gonna want to dance. I'm gonna mm. laugh. Laugh. Yeah. I'm gonna bob my head. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna want to rewind. Yep. You're gonna quote some quotables. I'm gonna, and I don't have that. I don't have that same experience with Elmatic. Hmm. Hmm. So that's why I say there's a more enjoyable list. Okay. It's okay. like, um, it's like Godfather is a better, better movie, but Boomerang and House Party might be a more fun watch. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, for sure. <laughs> For at, sure. no, at no point am I going to say that they're better than Godfather. No, no. So, so just so people can understand what I'm going to, it's, but you know, if you're having a lot of people over, you might want to throw on the more enjoyable watch. Right. If I'm if I'm kicking with people, I might throw on this album in lieu of Elmatic because mm-hmm. you know, Elmatic is more of a solo. That's for the listener. Mm-hmm. Redman is Redman is is your drunk uncle that yeah, can really rhyme well. This is and, and, so <laughs> that, and because of that, and because of this came out thirty years later, and I still feel like that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna call it a timeless because there's a lot of joints that came out thirty years ago. I don't feel that same way about right, right, right. And because only and because of that, thirty years later, I can be like, nah. Any everybody, I don't care how old you are. I'm gonna throw on, blow your mind. I'm gonna turn on tonight's the night. I'm gonna turn on time for some action, and we gonna have a ball. Yeah. And if depending on you know you people smoking up, and you throw on how to roll a blunt, and you throw yes. you throw on Superman Lover. To me, that makes it a kind of timeless. Yeah. You you know what you 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 don't have to twist my arm, man. I I thirty years later. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I just, I got to go back on my words. You, because it's what I just said. Like, it sounds just as good today as it did thirty years ago. Yeah, I, I can't argue with it being a timeless classic. It, it is, who, and I, I mean, and I'm glad. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. And in weird ways, it's still relevant. Again, oh, yeah. says out the people smoking, um, mm-hmm. the, the 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 weird music that 
some people making it similar to come on shake it. Come on shake it. <laughs> What's up, dog? What's up, dog? So, <sighs> that will forever be funny. That will forever be funny. Yeah, I I I'm rolling with you, man. I, I think it's uh it it's it's definitely that. And I mean, again, it's 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 not just us. I mean, like critics love this album and this wasn't a time it didn't come out in a time where you you had a rollout and a whole bunch of hype and stuff around it he just gave you a raw ass album and it was cleverly cleverly crafted and you know the production was incredible and um i think that's the i I think that's the other thing that makes me um uh, a big proponent and back this album is because it didn't have the fanfare or yeah, the promotion yeah. or the 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 all of the stuff that uh, Elmatic had or mm-hmm. that the Chronic had or the mm-hmm. it, it just it just came out. That's it, and it, it was just dope. And you know, as far as um, ninety two, um, now listen, um, Ad Eclectic. <laughs> oh, at Encyclopedia Hip Hop, hit him up. Um, oh, that's uh, that's that's Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, song for song. Oh, we don't count the skits. Okay. I defy someone to show me or play me a better 1992 hip hop album. Mm, yeah, I, I agree. And, and you no, know, I, like, I love the chronic. Came out, people oh, love the chronic. Chronic daily, better. Daily operation came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dead serious came out. Making yep. the soul brother came out. Yep, yep. Um, for me, the closest to it is "Live and Let Die." But um, song for song, song for song. No, it's not. The chronic is not. And I love the chronic. But no, nah, it's I not. Do not. <laughs> Don't sweat the technique came out. Oh, this well, is never personal came out, and that's an EPUD album. And I'm still saying song for song. Yeah, I'm, what I'm, not, I'm not a fan of Don't Sweat the Technique. And wait, well, you shouldn't be because. <laughs> um, but I don't think I don't think that um, if you get a room of ten people, I don't think four would agree with what i just said no i mean it, it was well we know what the chronic was it was you know it was a genre changing album and it was a very popular album too i mean like you know that album was all over radio and, and tv and, and even the press <laughs> yes i see what you did there and i mean this you know I, I listed off the singles but i mean his videos got some airplay but it wasn't like it was on mtv all day you know so it is what it is um but yeah man i i I absolutely love this album i'm glad that we did this review because now it is not that it ever needed to be out of the rotation because like i said i have songs from this album that are on certain playlists but being able to go back and listen to this album in its entirety just reminded me of how dope red man was and still is to this day um and and he's still bringing heat i mean he's at the time of this recording he's got another album coming we don't know when. Hopefully, it'll be before the end of this calendar year. But um, you know, whenever calendar it drops, year. I mean, come on, man. 
I'm a professional. <laughs> but uh, whenever it drops, man, we there. So um, before we get out of here, man, you said it a little earlier, but tell folks where they can find you, where they can check out the podcast and all of that good stuff, that good stuff. Um, Encyclopedia Hip Hop is the podcast. Encyclopedia HH is the Twitter and the Instagram. Um, the um, Eclectic Discussion Podcast is another podcast. And um, um, Eclectic Podcast is the Twitter and the Instagram for that. Both podcasts are probably the best podcast that you're <laughs> going to listen to that you haven't already listened to. Um, but um, if I'm wrong, you know, send me a message. Tell me I'm wrong. Mm. There it is. There it is. And you guys know where to find me. The 12 Kyle podcast drops every Thursday at midnight. Uh, catch me on socials at 12 Kyle. Uh, that's going to do it for us again. Red man. What the album 30 years old, September 22nd, 1992. That's going to do it for us. So for my man, eclectic, I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. We will catch you next time. Five G's.